0: Hey everybody, it's Chris. Just wanted to let you know we had some IT issues during this recording, so uh, the entire content is here, but this is going to be our backup copy. The regular copy got lost. Uh, Unsalvageable, unfortunately. It happens from time to time. That's why we have a backup. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. My name is Mike, and I will be hosting this month as we continue on our quest to determine what is the best sitcom couple of a 21st century sitcom. I was about to say of all time, and I'm like, nope, that's not what we're doing. We're focusing on the 21st century because of all time would probably be like 128 uh, bracket or maybe even more. I don't know. But, uh, and
2: Monica and Chandler are not on this list. so
1: that, That's right. To, to have qualified, you had to have had most of your episodes air in the 21st century. So Friends, while it was on in the 21st century, did not uh, qualify because it was mostly during the 90s. And so we missed out on the Monica and Chandler versus uh, – Ross and Rachel match up. We all know that's Monica and Chandler, so we can just move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't anyway, a
3: 90s bracket. We settled it right now. <laughs> I, I,
1: th- I think that, is, I think we just determined that. So, uh, we'll have to get, get on that. But, uh, you've been hearing them talk. Let's meet them, uh, our, your panelists uh, that are going to be making these choices tonight, starting off with Chris down in Palm Harbor, Florida. How are you doing tonight, my friend? And what are you drinking?
0: Uh, Mike, I am doing well i am of course now that we're on episode three of this i'm checking to see if there's a show that i left off nope okay good i was checking to see if dharma <laughs> greg should have qualified for this bracket of the 90s bracket i, I didn't even right. know
1: dharma and greg made it to the
0: 21st century so uh 97 to 2002 so okay Close. all right uh, mike i'm doing well uh, let's see a little bottle pop there i got myself uh a, my bottle here of uncle nearest 1856 tennessee whiskey I'm going to put a little bit in the cup. Not a lot. You know, a shot or two's worth. And I'm going to be mixing it tonight. Ooh. With some. Uh, I've, I've given up soda for the most part, but uh, Diet Canada Dry Ginger Ale as a mixer is actually really good because. Uh oh, spilled. <laughs> See, I don't drink soda that often anymore. So I now have a messy desk, but it's a really good mixer. I'm a big fan of it. And you know what? Let's let's just give this a gander. Chris had
1: to do two sound effects because he wasn't content with just one.
0: <laughs> That'll play. That's actually good. All right. I'm oh in. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah.
1: Now ginger ale is a good mixer with bourbon for sure. And next up, we've got longtime friend of the show and uh, first time panelist for this particular bracket. Uh, well, I guess you start, you're a friend of the show, but you're also sort of forced to be because one of our other uh, co-hosts is married to you. And God bless you for dealing with him. Karen, how are you doing tonight? And what are you drinking? I'm good.
3: I, I must be a fan. I'm, it is required. It may have been in a vows. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure the uh, timelines there of when we were married versus when Tim actually got involved with all of you guys. Sorry about all that. But uh, we're here now. We're here now and we're having a good time. That's okay. Um, we I, so okay. <laughs> uh, I don't have a strong drink, but I am strongly hydrating myself with water in a stolen Chili's mug tonight. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Lovely. I recognize those mugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. ah, Chili's can afford to lose a few mugs here and there.
3: Only steal from corporations,
1: kids. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Amen. And rounding out our group of three panelists tonight, we have Katie tonight. Katie, how are you doing and what are you drinking?
2: I'm doing good. I'm hanging in. I We've had like some weird weather up here. It's 60 degrees one day. On Monday, we had two tornadoes at school and it's supposed to snow on Friday. So I decided to that tonight I would be drinking some hot chocolate um, because who cares what the weather's like? Um, I can have it any time of year. And I'm also 12 weeks pregnant. So nothing exciting in my hot chocolate, but that's okay. Um, it is in my wonderful <clears throat> Central Perk mug. I know you can't see that, but I am honoring Monica and Chandler, my favorite sitcom okay. couple of all time. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, we were discussing just before we started recording. Uh, It's unfortunately we're unable to see Katie tonight. And obviously you as the listeners never get to see her. But she had some fantastic facial expressions during the past couple of episodes where I would say we've made our fair share of controversial decisions. And uh, we're probably going to get to some more tonight. So I'm just going to go ahead and pop open my beer, which is a lovely stout at the devil oatmeal stout with coffee from Straight to Ale Brewing right here in Huntsville. It's one of my go-tos. I've featured on the podcast numerous times, and it is absolutely delicious. And I have a couple of these set aside for Chris for when we get together in a couple weeks. So, very much looking forward to that. And uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and dive into the Sweet 16 for our bracket. Now, this is going to be a little interesting, because last time we had a lot of matchups between two different couples between that were on the same television show. And now we've, all, we've whittled down every single television show to having at most one couple represented. So we're going to see how this plays out. In our first matchup, the matchup of the Scrubs couples, Turk and Carla edged out Dr. Cox and Jordan. And they're going to be taking on from the Mindy Project, Mindy and Danny. Turk and Carla versus Mindy and Danny. Chris, take us away.
0: This is a little interesting because it's, it's a battle for me because I, I think Mindy and Danny are the more complex couple uh they kind of have the will they won't they they break up and all that turk and carla are kind of together the entire time but damn it i just i genuinely enjoy that turk and carla as much as they are like kind of the same person they definitely make each other better versions of themselves and the comedy is just those two playing off of each other judy reyes and donald Faison is amazing i'm going scrubs here i really am i, I love that show and that's a, a great couple
1: uh, Chris, this is an edit point. Are you coming through okay on your recording? Mine has you marked. Okay. It says it's being saved locally. So if you're good. Then we're, then it's good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just not seeing your sound coming through on my side.
0: I see anyway. it on my side.
1: Okay. As long as you're good, then I'm good. I, maybe I'm just the one having technical doubles. I'm going to shut up about what I'm seeing on the sound point. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: end edit. End edit point.
0: So hey, it was, was vote Tur- the episode,
1: <laughs> right? That was a vote for church and Carla, right? And Turk and Carla get their first vote. We're gonna hand it off to Kara next
3: so between the two, I have to say, I have definitely seen Scrubs way more than the Mindy project um i I'm if I've seen the whole thing, it's been once, and i I doubt very highly that I've seen the whole thing of uh the Mindy project so uh. I I will admit that I have a higher leaning point towards Turk and Carla just for that reason. I have more context with them. I think that Scrubs is one of those shows that, like, it's kind of a comfort show for me. But I do agree that Mindy and Danny are very, like... I don't know. There's just something about them that is really charming, but really approachable. And you see them go through things that Turk and Carla don't necessarily go through. That being said... Just wanted to keep you on your toes. It's definitely <laughs> Turk and Carla. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that was great toe keeping on Because I had no idea where that one was going, but that is another vote for Turk and Carla. They will be moving to the next round. Uh, Katie, unfortunately, I was unable to see your reaction, but I want to know if you think we got this one right.
2: Yeah, I think um, neither one of these... I, I like both of these shows. Neither one of them for me are one that I continuously put on. Um, I think I just didn't, I didn't watch them when they were airing and um, I'll go back and watch episodes occasionally. But for me with this, since the couples are kind of equal to me, I think about my husband and I have the most opposite taste in television um, as any two people can have. And so if I'm looking at these two and saying, okay, who am I going to be able to sit down and watch with my husband and we can talk about and enjoy the couple and kind of have disagreements on Who was right? Who was wrong? Were they on a break? All of those conversations. um, It's going to be Turk and Carla. We just we will watch that show and we will debate those together and talk about them together. And so that to me kind of plays into it a little bit there. So, yeah, I think we got this one right. I think Turk and Carla are the better couple there
1: and Turk and Carla finish off the sweep as the gauntlet has laid down against myself uh, in terms of which one has the spouse with more opposite television (laughs) taste. We might have to hash that one out later, but for now we'll go ahead and move on to our next matchup. This is going to be an interesting one. I mentioned controversy at the beginning and from the office in the last episode, we did not go with, or in the first episode I should say, we did not go with what may be the obvious choice. Instead, we Ended up voting for Michael and Holly in a two-to-one. Uh, I would say upset. There's no seating in this particular bracket, but I would hazard to call that an upset.
2: I was upset.
1: <laughs> Katie was certainly upset. <laughs> and, again, like I was saying about those facial expressions, that yeah, I apologize to the listeners. You were missing out on that one. <laughs> Michael and Holly are going to be taking on Eleanor and Chidi from The Good Place. And we're going to be starting this one off with Karen.
3: So the first recording of this bracket was the first time that I have ever interacted with Katie. And I think that I single handedly and in in one fell swoop dashed any chance of us ever being friends because (laughs) I voted for Michael and Holly instead of Jim and Pam, which I, 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 I don't know. Now I kind of regret it. Now I, I don't know. I think I might have made a mistake, but. Moving forward with what we what we have, because, okay I got a look from Chris because The Office was on just recently and it was not yet to the point of Michael and Holly. It was very Jim and Pam centric and like season four when they just finally had gotten together. And they're so cute. And like their romance is, you know, fresh and new and sweet. And and I was like, you know what? They're pretty cute. But anyway, that's in the past. Did I make a mistake? I don't know. But moving forward, Michael and Holly versus Eleanor and cheaty, I mean, ugh, it's a tough one because I feel like they're, t- they're different vibes completely in terms of like when you're watching them, Michael and Holly are total fun jokesters. You're having a good time watching them. They're cringy. It's cute. It's, you know, it's great. Eleanor and cheaty, there definitely is some comedy there, but there is some heartbreaking stuff involving those two couples. So it's definitely a different situation when you're watching them, especially towards the end there of The Good Place. So it's kind of like, what mood do I want to be in? Like, how do I want to view a couple that I truly feel is like meant to last and meant to go the distance? And obviously, in that case, Eleanor and Chidi are limitless, timeless choose each other again and again. And that there's something pretty sweet about that. I think Michael and Holly are meant for each other in this lifetime, but Eleanor and Cheaty are timeless. They get my vote.
1: And Eleanor and Cheety pick up their first vote. Are we going to butt heads again, Katie, with Karen? Or what do you think on this one?
2: So, I mean, when you think of The Office, this is the couple you think of, right? The will they, won't they. They've got the teapot with, like, the beautiful, meaningful gifts and then the letter that we don't get to see. And then at the end, when you get to season nine, and he writes this list of, like, the things that matter to him, and it's her and Cece and the new baby and then nothing else matters. Oh, wait, no, that's Jim and Pam. We have made a mistake. Justice for Jim and Pam, Eleanor and to get my vote.
3: Katie, <laughs> I feel like you should have come to with this passion. Maybe I would have changed my mind. I don't know. I'm not victim-blaming. I have blaming, been this passionate
2: okay? about Jim and pants in <laughs> day one, Eleanor and
3: Chidi. I am not victim-blaming you <laughs> for the situation that I created last week, but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: And I uh, think that was maybe kind of a hate vote for in favor of Eleanor and Chidi over Michael and Holly. But uh, nonetheless, Eleanor and Chidi do pick up a second vote. It would not be the first time that that has happened on uh, Boozy Bractology. It would also not be the first time where a panelist had mistakenly written down what they considered to be the obvious winner. (laughs) So Eleanor and Chidi will be moving on into the next round. But I guess I want to hear Chris's opinion, too. <laughs> did you download that off napster
0: <laughs> i'm so glad someone else got that
1: what is that it's <laughs> the
0: opening to metallica's nothing else matters <laughs> uh listen i stand by my pick last time i'm not going back on the gym pantry no regerts here no regerts whatsoever uh I actually ran this by Leah. Um, for those that don't know, today is our ninth wedding anniversary, so I'm definitely winning browning points for for recording tonight. <laughs> this is going so well, uh, but she she kind of says she goes, "No, she goes, it's not Jim and Pam; it's Michael and Holly." I go, "Why?" She goes, "Because Holly is the nicest," and I come I come back to like this is a a tale of the wives being much better than the husbands. Uh, like, Jim's kind of a dick. Like, t- take everything else out. Jim is a kind of a dick. He's a dick to Dwight because Dwight's a little bit different. He's a dick to a lot of people in the office and seldomly gets called out on it. Um, he's an attractive guy. Not fighting that. Dude's good looking. And outside of, like, the office, like, John Krasinski seems like a really cool guy. But I, I never got behind Jim. I was never a huge fan of Jim. Uh, that being said, I can't stand Michael either. So...
2: I was going to say, are we saying
0: that Michael's not? <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael 100% is. I think the difference for me is that Jim's behavior continues as he's dating Pam and she encourages it. And Michael and Holly, Michael tones himself down before he gets to Holly. And then when they're together, they're just really cute and you're rooting for them to get together. Uh, also, the the end of the whole cameraman bullshit and the, the trip to Tallahassee just yeah. didn't need any of that with Jim and Pam. Let nope. the Let the happy couple be the happy couple. Okay, we're not talking about this. We're not really really litigating that. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we are, but, you know, I'm drinking, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, and I, I, I had on my notes to actually mention the one time I took notes was I've got a couple of couples on this bracket that I'm ride or die on. It's like, okay, if one of these two couples make it to the end, like, I'm I'm going to be happy. I will tell you when they get eliminated because I will have some things to say. Uh, but this to me is actually pretty simple because, like, Michael and Holly, there's not a whole lot of depth there. Like, they're, it's cute, they're together, but there's a lot of depth between Eleanor and Cheaty. And it's a lovely show. They have a lovely, lovely get together, they have a lovely uh, ending. So, Eleanor and Cheaty, get my vote here.
1: And we have our second sweep uh, in a row as Eleanor and Cheaty from The Good Place will be moving on into the Elite Eight to face off against Turk and Carl from Scrubs. Oof. That's a painful one, guys. Good luck. Uh, But we're still a little bit away from that. we got to finish out our Sweet 16 first, and we got our next matchup. Will it be Mitch and Cam from Modern Family? Or will it be Fleabag and the Priest from Fleabag? This time we are starting off with Katie.
2: This one's tough. I think this is the one so far that's been hardest for me in this round um fleabag is such a fantastic show and the writing is so great and the nuance of that relationship and just i the comedy of the problem being that he is a priest is just so funny to me i just love that like right out front that is obviously like the biggest roadblock in their relationship you don't have to wait to get to it there's not a big dramatic reveal like that's it um, and I just think that's such a unique and cool perspective, and I, I just love that show, but there's something about Mitch and Cam. I don't think it's as complex in the sense of the big problem that they have to overcome, but I just find something so comforting in watching them kind of go through regular life. Um, They're a little bit more of just a regular average couple and when I think about what I want to sit down to watch, particularly with like a sitcom, I kind of just want to sit and watch a comfortable couple and they're hilarious. I love, I love their back and forth. The episode where they go to Lily's gymnastics meet and they're like unintentionally sabotaging the other kids (laughs) and watching them get like bicker with each other. It's just so funny. And those two have such great chemistry. I just love watching them. So as much as I love Fleabag and Priest and and that show, I think for me Mitch and Cam are the couple that I want to watch and want to root for. So I'm going to vote for Mitch and Cam.
1: Mitch and Cam pick up their first vote. Said to Chris, "Uh, f-
0: I hadn't thought about something until Katie brought it up, but you know, there, there's there's two types of scenarios, right? There's the completely utterly believable, then there's the unbelievable." And we kind of have both of these in this bracket. Uh, Mitch and Cam, though, I, I just look at it. They make sense. Like they, they're they a genuinely adorable couple who have real fights and real problems, but they have each other's interests at heart, and they consider each other's opinion, and it's valid. The problem with Fleabag is, yeah, they're, they are like the will-they-won't-they they kings, right? They, they're they not going to get together. There's no finality there. We don't know what happens with them. Uh, it's just at present state. Is that show? Did that show get renewed, or is it done? It's had a
2: couple. I think it's had
0: <clears throat> well, two or three two, seasons, right?
2: A few seasons, but it yeah.
0: But as far as I know, they're not together now on the show, so we don't really know what's going to happen with them. With Cam and Mitch, we know what happened. We know they're going to have their happily ever after. And I like the idea of knowing that whatever couple is going to be representing on this bracket is one that we know has longevity. So I'm going Mitch and Cam.
1: And Mitch and Cam pick up their second vote. And we'll be moving on into the Elite Eight. Karen, are we going to have our third sweep of the night?
3: So here's the thing. I totally agree with what both of my fellow panelists have said at this point in that, there's something so good about that show about Fleabag, but there's just no certainty to them, you know? And for, in case anyone doesn't know the, the joke of him being the priest is that Fleabag, the main character is like a sex addict. (laughs) Like she, she has these, I mean, I don't know if they ever like officially classify her as that, but like from basically the get go, she's yeah, she's like good to go. Um, and she's looking for that in a person that she meets up with. So that's definitely like the punchline is that he's a priest and he's celibate and um you know. So so there's there's some intrigue, there's some interest, there's some some humanity wanting something good for the main character and knowing that he's good for her but like you don't want him to be like going against who he is. You know, there's there's some of that humanity in there that that like makes you think about it in a way that Modern Family doesn't really because it's just a just plain straight up sitcom like you're there for the laughs. But I do love the fact that Mitch and Cam are such a fun, funny couple that are just meant to be together. And, you know, they're meant to be together and you love them and you root for them. You don't feel bad about rooting for them. So definitely, I think we got it right.
1: Mitch and Cam all the way. All right, Mitch and Cam complete third straight sweep of the evening. Let's find out who they're going to be taking on. And our next matchup is going to be from the Big Bang Theory. The winner of the three-way matchup in the first round was Sheldon and Amy. And they're going to be taking on the winner of the New Girl matchup from the first round, which was Schmidt and Cece. And we are back to the top, starting with Chris again.
0: Do we have to have this conversation? <laughs> I don't like either of these couples. I voted against both of them. I was the only vote against both of them. I don't like either couple. Um, because Amy Farrah Fowler and Cece, whatever her last name is, could do better. Uh, I don't like either one of these couples. Uh, I'm not going to rehash it, but I totally am. Like, I, I have... <laughs> I don't get the hate that Big Bang Theory gets unless you're going to say, oh, it's it's repetitive. That's the one you could say. The comedy is extremely repetitive. It's 100%. It's a lot of the same punchlines, yada, yada, yada. Um, a lot of sitcoms have that, guys. Get over it. It's either your cup or tea or it's not. Uh, in this case, I just don't care. Cece is very redeemable. I, I like her character a lot. I just can't stand Schmidt, but I'll give it to them. Why not?
1: <laughs> and cc and schmidt pick up their first vote uh chris honestly the knock on big bang theory was it was an old school sitcom with a laugh track and everything like that in an era where most people most critics certainly yeah. had moved past that that's really what it comes down to but uh, that's neither here nor there like I said uh schmidt and cc pick up first vote we're gonna hand it off to kara next
3: it's absolutely schmidt and cc for sure I mean, this is one of those couples that I that like I want to go to bat for. And if they lose, I will be very upset. (laughs) So definitely, I'm going to cast the second vote and ensure that they move forward. But just as a note, Chris, you got to give Cece and Schmidt a fair shot. They are a beautiful, amazing couple. Like the way that they start out is like sketchy, but like a lot of people, the way they start out is a little sketchy, you know? And the fact that they move into such a beautiful, trusting, wonderful relationship, it's funny and it's like they're both happy to be who they are and, and explore their passions with each other. It's just so great. We're actually rewatching it right now. We finished up How I Met Your Mother. So we moved on to our rewatch of New Girl. And it's like we're starting in the season where they're like hooking up and not telling anyone. And it's still cute. Like he's obsessed with her the entire time. And honestly, Like that's one of the cutest things about them is he is obsessed with her. And that's not something that you see a lot. I mean, it is in sitcoms, I guess, but in real life, it's not. So to have that represented is super cute. I've said my piece, Schmidt and Cece, yes.
1: And Schmidt and Cece picking up their second vote and we'll be moving on to the Elite Eight. Katie, your turn. Did we get this one right? Are we going to have one more sweep? Or is Sheldon and Amy going to get Get a vote here. So
2: I think when we like the whole thing with big bang theory being a bad show or people not liking it, I feel like it's one of those things that like, it kind of became cool not to like it, like culturally, just like everyone started hating it. And then we piled on and we piled on. I am one of those people. I hate (laughs) it. So I, I don't like new girl, but I think the show I like less than new girl on this list is the big bang theory um sure schmidt's kind of a jerk sure he has a rough start and maybe a rough couple of moments throughout the whole run of the show but at least Cece's redeemable Sheldon and amy both annoy me i don't find either one of them redeemable in the sense of i enjoy watching them they just kind of bug me um schmidt and Cece absolutely is the way to go here
1: and Schmidt and Cece finish off the sweep That's four straight sweeps for this episode You know, I do feel like I need to say a brief a brief piece in defense of uh, If we were going to uh, eliminate all of the couples uh, Not just in sitcoms, but in the world Where the guy was horrible and made significantly less horrible By the woman that he ended up with There would be a whole lot fewer couples, myself included So
2: Art imitates life
1: <laughs> That's exactly right <laughs> We're going to move over to the other side of our bracket here to find out what the next winner will be. Is it going to be from Sex and the City, Miranda and Steve, or from Shit's Creek, David and Patrick? Karen, you're up.
3: I mean, of the two shows, can can I just as a as a point here, there's no way Sex and the City primarily aired in the 21st century. Like, how is this on here, but Friends isn't?
0: It was not. Sex and the City, if you look at the actual breakdown of their middle of their season three, um, majority of that season technically aired after to the year 2000, which puts it in the 21st century.
3: Yeah. All
0: right. Fair enough. I'm not saying I it's... agree with it. I'm saying I had to follow what the logic. <laughs> I had to have I had to have a logic stream on how to put the bracket together, and it qualified. It, I still don't know that borderline. it qualifies as a sitcom, but.
1: Hit. It's it's borderline. We could we could uh, edit and post to say that we're actually the two thousands, and then it won't be as it won't be as close. Okay, yeah.
3: I mean, Sex in the City <laughs> is pretty tragically nineties in a lot of ways. I mean, it's fun to like rewatch in that way. Like it's nostalgic and stuff. It's. I mean, I, I guess I'm telling my age here, but it's like when I was growing up, that show was on, and I had to like sneak around to watch it. You know. <laughs> So I thought I was like edgy and cool to watch it at, you know, 12 years old and stuff. But, um, looking back now as like an adult who has some modicum of understanding of like healthy adult relationships, it's, it's a little cringy and a little (laughs) sad. Um, I mean, absolutely. David and Patrick, their, their story is beautiful to me. I think that they are just so sweet together. They make each other better, especially Patrick making David better. Um, above Miranda and Steve. I think Miranda just never like was willing to budge and Steve was okay with that fact and I don't know that that is necessarily the makings of an amazing couple so it's gotta be David and Patrick moving on.
1: And David and Patrick pick up their first vote. Katie, what say you?
2: I was never huge into, I feel like Sex in the City was a little bit older than me I've watched I picked it up on reruns and watched it on reruns um and I enjoy it but it's they're all terrible people (laughs) um and so it's like I get that enjoyment from watching it but not for the couples I don't think I don't think people watch sex in the city primarily for the couples as weird as that is it's about it's about the friendship I think um and so the couples just feel to me like they're there to be dramatic and move the plot forward um i don't find myself like rooting for them um david is one of my favorite tv characters of all time i think just the writing the writing on that show is amazing all around but especially for david the scene where he is talking to Stevie and trying to explain his sexuality to her. And he's comparing himself to the bottle of wine hmm. and saying he's into the wine and not the label. I was sobbing watching that episode because it's just such a beautiful, it was such a beautiful way to put it. And just what a cool thing to like see on a TV show. Um, and if you haven't watched the, the like follow up show they did, was called like Best Wishes, Warmest Regards, and they did it after the show wrapped. And oh, my gosh, just like the people who wrote in and wrote about how David and Patrick's relationship meant so much to them and why. And you'll be crying the whole time. So all of that to say, I think their relationship kind of transcends the show in a way. I think it's beautiful and meaningful to so many people. um, And I just love them together. So David and Patrick, absolutely for me.
1: And David and Patrick pick up their second vote. Uh, it's funny you bring up that the scene with the wine because that was actually the very first clip from Schitt's Creek that I ever saw. And that's what oh. convinced me that I needed to watch that show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because it absolutely. was. I was like, holy cow, that's amazing. Yep. <laughs> All right. But uh, so David and Patrick will be moving on. They've got their two votes, but we still need to hear from Chris.
0: And then you get to the part of the show where Roland is showing Johnny the billboard they're insanely proud of. <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> and then Johnny has my favorite line in the history of that show, which I am not going to repeat here because we haven't heard our explicit tag yet. But there is not a snowball's chant in hell that anything from Sex and the City is moving on. Like, they're not good. Co- no one goes to Sex and the City for the couples. No one goes there and goes, oh, I hope Carrie and Aiden stay together. Did I get Is it Aiden, is that his name? I don't even care. All right, Miranda and Steve aren't a great couple. They're just the best couple on a TV show about bad couples. Um, No, this this isn't close. Please, please. I also don't think Patrick gets enough love, but we're going to talk about that later.
1: Yes, we will, because David and Patrick are definitely moving on to the next round with yet another sweep. Will the sweep trend continue into our next matchup? I actually don't know, because unlike... I would say basically all of the previous matchups. I actually don't know which way this one's gonna go, so we're about to find out. Is it going to be from the television show Blackish, Dre and Rainbow? Or from the show that apparently is considered a sitcom, Orange is the new black, Pussy and Soso. We are starting this one off with Katie.
2: Okay, so I agree. I saw Orange is the New Black on this list, and I was like, okay, if that's on here, Grey's Anatomy should be on here, too. But I said that last time. I'm still just really bitter that Meredith and Derek aren't on here. Um, I I think we talked about this last time, but the problem with Poussey and Soso is they, they didn't get enough development. It was a very short-lived, small part of the show, and I just feel like Dre and Rainbow have this really complex, and it's not like some of these other shows where it's like more lighthearted. They go through really serious stuff. I mean, they're separated for a time. It's it's heavy, and I I don't think their relationship is just like a carefree sitcom relationship. But I just I think there's more development there. There's more to them than than Pussay and Soso, who we see for just such a short amount of time. So. Um, Dre and Rainbow are going to get my vote on this one.
1: Dre and Rainbow have a vote, Chris.
0: Yeah, I, I think the problem with uh, how did what did you say her name? How did you say her name, Mike?
1: I, did I say? I think I said pussy. Which one? Pussy? Uh, is it pussy? Pussy.
0: It's pussy. Pussy. Uh, I think say, the, uh, Karen, Karen, you're going to be okay. Over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is that? Is that? Does that give us an explicit tag? Did you say what you were going to say earlier. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't I, i've actually seen the episode i just don't remember, remember i that think happened.
0: the the staying power of puse and and Soso or, or brooke is the tragic ending that they just won't have a future they're just there's no happy ending for those two uh that's the tragedy of that of that show you can argue whether or not it's a sitcom netflix classified as a sitcom sorry y'all the the only thing funny about Grace Anatomy is the fact that they call that writing. With <laughs> all that being said, sorry, thou shalt not speak. You could
2: see my facial reaction now.
0: Oh I, I can I can sense you flipping me the bird. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. me, I'm glad it's coming through. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, no, I felt those daggers from here. <laughs> other than other than my quip there, no, ditto to everything Katie just said. She's hundred percent right and I'm on board. Dre and Rainbow.
1: Dre and Rainbow picking up their second vote. Karen, you're sufficiently recovered, I think. Your turned to weigh in.
3: I wasn't until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> wait. You really? Like, what did I say? Poop, poop. <laughs> anyway, I agree.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we all have the uh, the mindset of three year olds or thirteen year old boys.
1: <laughs> it's so bad Okay Alright all right. That was the third vote for Dre and Rainbow. Um, and that's going to make it our Sixth sweep of the night We've got two more matchups And uh, we're co- This is going to be a close one Ladies and gentlemen because uh, This has never happened in the history of Boozy Bracketology Where we've had an all sweeps episode So Uh, that I can recall. So we're going to see if that pans out here uh, from parks and recreation. We have Ben and Leslie and they're going to be taking on. Is it Louis or Louis? I'm going to say Louis. I don't think that mispronunciation is going to get her quite as much last Louis and Jessica from fresh off the boat. Uh, Chris, take us away.
0: This hurts. This really hurts. These are two phenomenal couples. Like, when you talk about what you want in a sitcom couple, it's it's kinda of, for me, it's it's like these two. You know, Ben and Leslie are amazing, they're iconic, they are the ultimate like the ultimate type A go getters who just get together and it works and it's wonderful and their life is crazy, but they make it work and they do it because they love each other and they love the ambition the other person has to to be successful and they support each other. I love that. Um I think the end, the, the the last episode of Parks and Rec exemplifies that when they're having the argument of who's going to run, who's going to run. And then Ben just steps up and says, Leslie's running for governor. Like, that's wonderful, but that exemplifies their relationship. It really does. But uh, Lewis and Jessica are just so sweet. And they have like real deep conversations, not real deep, they have deep conversations about trauma. And oh, God, what was that? Oh, man, I can't even think about it. There was a one, oh, God. I can't even say like I can't think what it was. There's one that just makes me fall out of my chair laughing every time I see it. And I can't pull the scene. Uh this is tough. I really want both of these to move on and it's not going to happen but they're just genuinely genuinely good couples. Uh I'm giving it to Ben and Leslie they just mean more to me. I've watched that show a lot more often than I have watched Fresh off the Boat but I think it is time for, I think it's time for me to go back and do a Fresh Off the Boat rewatch because that show is phenomenal.
1: Ben and Leslie pick up their first vote, but it was a squeaker. Karen, you're up.
3: So between the two, it's another situation that I've absolutely seen Parks and Rec more than Fresh Off the Boat. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think there's any way that I could ever argue that Ben and Leslie should stay behind they absolutely have to move forward they're such a sweet couple and even though they're both really intense in their own ways and uh, you know i think that a lot of people say like parks and rec is not watchable until like season 3 ish when ben and chris enter and like the dynamic kind of of the show a little bit changes because they come in and i think part of that is just because Ben is a really good opposite to Leslie. Like, they're very similar, but he he plays off of her very well. And they have a lot of really good chemistry in a way that I don't think she really had um, before then. Because I I do agree that the show gets way better after they come in. And the kind of will they, won't they, forbidden love situation is just, like, pretty sweet to watch in the beginning. And the way that they develop their relationship through their professional goals. It's pretty sweet. Their couple goals love them they got to go.
1: And they will be going. Ben and Leslie pick up their second vote, securing their spot in the Elite Eight. Katie, do you agree? Are Ben and Leslie relationship goals? Couple goals?
2: I don't know if I'd go that far. I can (laughs) think of a couple other couples on this bracket who might be more relationship goals to me.
3: Or not Um, on the bracket. Him and Pam. Right, Katie? But
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that That this one, that we got this one right. And as great as it is that we're sweeping all of these, it makes me very nervous for what's going to come next. Um, One of the things I love most about a good sitcom is I love when you get like a really beautiful, like emotional moment. Because those are a little bit more rare in a comedy. And you kind of just like sink into this like, oh, that was so beautiful. And then they drop in like something absolutely hilarious to just completely (laughs) shatter the scene. Um, And in the in the episode where Leslie's on trial because they find out about her relationship with Ben and you see Chris ask her or ask Ben rather, like if it was worth it, is it worth it to lose your job and give everything up? And Ben starts to go into this speech about how it is worth it because he loves Leslie and you're like waiting for this beautiful moment. And then it cuts to Ethel just like reading it from the transcript in a completely monotone like dry <laughs> way <laughs> and she's reading it to them. I just die every time. I think it's so funny. Um, oh, I just, I love that moment. I, I love Parks and Rec and Ben and Leslie are absolutely the winners here. So yeah, as much as it hurts, because I do, I do love Fresh Off the Boat and that's a wonderful show, but yeah, Ben and Leslie have to move on here.
1: Ben and Leslie complete our seventh sweep of the night as we head into our final matchup. Of the evening, I say evening, I have, it's night here, but I have no idea when you're listening to it, to this. So uh, if you're listening to this in the morning, uh, good morning. Our final matchup of the night is going to be, uh, these, these, these were two painful matchups for me personally. Uh, cause these are, uh, there were several shows that I was very familiar with in these ones from Brooklyn nine, nine, Lieutenant Holt and Kevin edged out Jake and Amy to move on. And in this episode, they're going to be taking on, from How I Met Your Mother, Lily and Marshall, a couple that, although I do love, it was hard to see them take down Nick, Ned, and Chuck from Pushing Daisies because that show was sadly short-lived. Lieutenant Holt and Kevin versus Lily and Marshall. Karen, you're up.
3: Well, I don't know. I feel like like there's a storm coming because of how (laughs) readily we have agreed this evening. Mm -hmm. But if we don't agree, we're going to have a problem (laughs) because (laughs) it's just, I mean, for me, between the two, I I do love Lily and Marshall in their own right. I think that they're really cute as a couple. I I don't know that I necessarily love them individually, but as a couple, I think they're sweet. And that's what we're talking about here as couples. But I mean, Lieutenant Holt and Kevin, there's just something about them that is so just so funny in a way that the comedy is not that common on like sitcoms the way that they're just like deadpan with each other in a show filled with not deadpan delivery i mean they they are unique in their own way the way that they stand out in that show and the way that they stand out amongst being compared to other couples apparently i mean they're gonna win in my vote twice um, because they're definitely moving forward. They are so cute, so sweet. They come back together. You can't keep them apart. They're meant for each other.
1: <laughs> and Lieutenant Holt and Kevin pick up their first vote. Katie, what do you think?
2: After we finished last week, I kind of thought about my choices, and I feel like I was a little unnecessarily harsh on Lillian Marshall. Um I I got really wrapped up in my feelings, I guess. Um, <laughs> but <sighs> there are some redeeming qualities to Lily and Marshall. I think that while there were some big things they had to work through and maybe some things that they hid from each other or didn't have the best communication on, I do think they genuinely supported each other and loved each other and found a way to compromise, which I think was really Beautiful and realistic, um, and and I do like them. I mean, they're they're easily the best couple on that show. Um, not saying whether or not that's saying much, but they are. Um, but you can't beat Kevin and Holt. I mean, I'm sure you can. I'm sure we'll get there at some point. We'll all be fighting about it. But in this one, you you can't. They're absolutely perfect for each other. I. It's one of those things of you expect. When, when we didn't know who Kevin was and we saw who Holt was, you kind of expected an opposite because we always kind of roll into this like opposites attract trope on these sitcoms. And so to see them be so similar in their personalities, I think, is just funny and not done a lot. Um, and I think just their banter and the it, it's great. It's fantastic writing and they are both, I mean, phenomenal in their roles. So, yeah, Kevin and Holt get this one for me.
1: And Kevin and Lieutenant Holt will be moving on into the Elite Eight. Chris, are you going to break the sweep streak, or are we sweeping our way into the Elite Eight across the board?
0: I can't, in good conscience, give my vote to a couple where one of the couple members was in 10% of the episodes, (laughs) roughly. There were 153 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Kevin was in... Or what is his name? Uh, Mark Evan Jackson was in 18. 15% of the episodes he was in. Lillian Marshall are in all of them. And I'm willing to bet had the show been about, Kev- about about Lieutenant Holt and Kevin, you probably wouldn't have cared as much. Because I love Kevin in small doses. But together, they're just, they're a lot. And I just I don't think that couple has a staying power. you love them because that you kind of see them in bits and pieces. He's a guest star that comes in every once in a while. Lily and Marshall, you lived and breathed with, yes, you saw Lily make a bad mistake. You saw Lily leave and go to San Francisco and then lie about it. Yes, you see Marshall lie at the end and try and justify that by bringing it back to Lily lied so I can lie that's <clears throat> you see that like you you see every nook and cranny of what happened in those lives. You see, little baby Marvin. You see, Lily have to tell Marshall that her his dad died. It's real and it's wonderful. I'm not saying it's perfect, but like, no relationship is perfect. Yes, I get Kevin and Holt separated for a couple of episodes. Yeah, and then they got back together, and he's still only at 18 episodes, the entire (laughs) one of the damn show. No, we did not get this right. I'm breaking this. I'm breaking the. uh, I thought about it. I thought, well, you know, could I? could i really be the one to be like th- to you know make sure we have a little bit of of controversy here and have someone that disagrees and i didn't have to because i thought the other panelists were going to make the right decision here and they didn't they didn't they dropped the ball and i'm done
1: fighting words i think that was a contrarian vote for Lillian Marshall. I, I I wasn't really paying attention to the words coming out of his mouth, but I was just kind of feeding off of the energy, and I think that's what I was gathering from that. <laughs> just <laughs> No I was I was pretty sure I knew where Chris was gonna go on that one. Uh fifteen yeah. percent
0: of the episodes.
1: <laughs>
2: But what a memorable fifteen
1: percent it was. Possible counterpoint. It was probably he was probably not intended to even originally even be on that many, but they had such good chemistry that they had to keep bringing them on. I'm just saying, I don't know. Anyway. It, 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 we're, finally, we're finally getting to some argument here. I mean, come on. This is about strong opinions here, so I'm glad <laughs> to hear some of that. Uh Lillian Marshall does pick up a vote there at the end, but Lieutenant Holt and Kevin will be moving on to the Elite Eight.
3: Can I just say something to you, Chris? Absolutely. I need to I need to fight. I need to have <laughs> my feelings out right now. Can is it Can't wait. is it possible is it possible that though you are right, he's not in a lot of episodes, that they're such a good couple that he Holt is secure enough to do his business and his job and his life without constantly needing to have his spouse up in his face like every single one of these other couples on here. And that makes them special in their own right.
0: Or is it called a sitcom for situational comedy and realizing that if he was a regular character, it would not be as funny. And he's funny oh, in small on. doses and not funny in big doses. We are
3: pontificating bit, on all of these couples right would now. That bit get so
0: old. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I love Holt and Kevin. I think they're a good couple, but there's just, there's just not enough there. You don't see the development of the couple. Hell, I feel like in a good quarter of the episodes he's in, he's partnered up with Jake. Like there is this entire storyline where it's <laughs> it's it's Kevin and Jake having to do this little stakeout thingy. They're going around Holt's back. Holt isn't involved in the storyline at all with his <laughs> husband. I just I, I I like the character. There's just no meat on the bone there. There isn't. I We're fled, sitting we're, here we're making love... a
3: full philosophy class syllabus over half of these couples on here talking about the implications of their actual <laughs> relationship and impact on our lives but sure the fact that holt <laughs> has a life outside of his husband who has his own successful career is too much for you okay
1: <laughs> no, no i i think that i think chris's real point is that he is just a man that likes meat on his bones That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. We're, <laughs> we're gonna. Karen, this we're not done. And,
0: we're not done. Next episode, we're no, gonna. That's, we're gonna that's, have that's this right. There
1: is there there is plenty more arguing to come because I I think, I Meet think it was me Car-
3: outside, <laughs> Cash me outside, Chris. How about me outside.
1: No, as as Karen alluded to, though, I, this is the calm before the storm. I think because the fact that our panelists have agreed on so many of these uh, in this episode. I'm hoping sets up a lot of these uh, intense disagreements in our final episode, because that is going to be a lot of fun. To recap real quick, uh, in our next episode, we're going to have Turk and Carla facing off against Eleanor and Cheedy. We're going to have Mitch and Cam facing off against Schmidt and Cece. We're going to have David and Patrick face off against Dre and Rainbow. And We're going to have Ben and Leslie face off against, as you just heard, the only non-sweep of the night, Lieutenant Holt and Kevin. We're going to see how all of those matchups play out in the next episode. I am certainly looking forward to it. In the meantime, uh, if you like what we're doing here at Boozy Bracketology, there's a couple things you can do. Uh, First off, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. Uh, We have several different levels of support there, and all of that money goes right back into the show, getting us better equipment and things like that. So if you'd like to become a supporter, you're getting stuff for your money. You're also getting bonus content and stickers and all that kind of fun stuff. But if you can't financially support us, hey, we totally understand. Uh, we will, will always still be a free show available to you. And uh, we would sincerely appreciate it, though, if you uh, get a chance to leave us a five-star rating, write us a review. That would be awesome. Elsewhere, you can interact with us on the socials. We're uh, on Facebook at The Lounge for fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Uh, we're also frequently, probably too frequently, on our Discord. Uh, which you can find at com slash discord. Uh, there's some other socials like uh, Instagram and Twitter available in the show notes that you can check out uh, until next time. I have been Mike.
0: I'm Chris. Katie's having it issues. So uh, that was yep. Katie. She'll be back next episode. <laughs>
1: That's right. I'm Karen. I thought maybe she just left after you guys started going at it. It was uncomfortable. Mom and daughter fighting. I can totally understand that. All right. Have a good morning, afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this, everybody.